Just add that. that. <laughs> add that to the fucking marker yeah, right off the bat. Fucking <laughs> welcome back to another great episode of Security Hall with, with your hosts, <laughs> Danny, Greg, and Paul. We're just gonna restart that one again. <laughs> All hail God the God. empire. We're a bunch of racists. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and it's funny because there's some kids out there that really did, you know, they, they had mm. the cosplaying and they they played the role of the empire. I'm like, Dude, I'm pretty sure the Empire would have been racist as fuck. Dude, all, all the legacy stuff is where I think Disney's trying to write that out. But the whole like the Chewbacca origin would be cool because it's slavery. It's like Trand Ocean skinning Wookiees. I mean, it's pretty brutal. But yeah. we just kind of glom- even Fett, right? Like he's got Wookiee yeah. pelts on him. I mean, yeah, yeah, skin some fucking Wookiee. It's a little weird though because it's just like a little braid. I don't know yeah. why the hair is that long on a yep. Wookiee. Like, <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> The taint. <laughs> That's how, no good to me, Dad. You don't cut it off. You just grab it and yank it. That's what a real hunter does. That's, that's, that's how you initiate contact. You put him down. <laughs> He's mad now. <laughs> Bob Iger, look, I, we can do your job. Yeah. Just get rid of. Kathleen Kennedy, throw us in there. We'll bring you so much money. <laughs> well, anybody can do a better job than Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Star Wars minimum. only fans. Adult Swim. Oh, dude. We're open. <laughs> Speaking of Adult Swim. No. Oh, oh, dude. Yeah. No. We, talk we have to talk about it. There's look. Oh man. Oh, ooh, we. You know, you know what you don't do. Mm, yep. You you cross the line. It's all fun and games. Do you uh, do that one thing? You don't, in, you don't imprison your girlfriend. Um, whoa, that's what he did. I'll say it gets. Oh. Uh, one of the charges was called, like felony yeah. imprisonment. Holy and shit! Something like There's that. There's some weird yeah. grooming stuff online too. I'll tell you, like, <laughs> let's oh. all be naive and go, man. I never saw that coming from Rick and Morty. But now that we yeah, know this, me. let's slowly watch Rick and Morty and look at yeah. all the grooming. And you're like, kind of like, Ugh, yeah, this didn't yeah. age well. It, it's. It's funny how people get so shocked when they they see the material and it's yeah, it's funny. But to create and say some of the things and yeah. dude, the space incest baby. Come yeah. on, dude. What about King Jellybean? Dude, yeah. yes, dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All those things are swimming in the mind of somebody that's Probably not all there. And they're icky. Which is why people like us. Yeah. yeah. They're icky. They make you feel uncomfortable. It it bumps into things that are uncomfortable. So it makes us laugh because yep. that's how we deal with it. And then you're because like, Because we've oh. used dark humor yeah. to cope for so long. That's yeah. why it's such a thing that we're, we're so like, oh, man. But I tell you what, now that I'm in a whole different place, when I play, because um, I, I got high on life, Justin Roiland and yeah. his game studio, Squanch Games. They put it together. It's different. You, after you've understanding healthy ways of coping and understand like certain humor is not like we all do it. it it's a coping thing that we have as brothers, and and we'll, to a degree we've we're able to overcome it. And we don't go through some of the craziest stuff. Sometimes we do. It's 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 part of um the things yeah, we sometimes we commit to tattooing fucking semen. <laughs> 
<laughs> you agreed really but quickly. About that. That it was weird. Time. It was awkward. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you kind of used this ventriloquist yeah. say it yourself thing and then acted like it was yeah. our idea. I was, it was, yeah. who's your semen demon? <laughs> <laughs> who's that horrible just, idea? I'm waiting for you to take off your shirt and just see like the giant <laughs> intricate penises tattooed on my. <laughs> That's wait. So you were fucking saying that, being serious, not knowing that I actually had smiley faces on my nipples. Yeah, what's what's crazy is this is not the first time I've seen those. (laughs) Nah, not the last. (laughs) Going back, so that game looks fun. I haven't been able to play it, and in all reality, and I'm kind of a chump for saying this, but I haven't watched uh, Rick and Morty for the last two seasons. I haven't seen any of it. Like and and. What I liked is the nihilism. I liked the loneliness. I yeah. liked the uh, what was his love interest in the first season, and he does the suicide. Oh, the, the planet, dude! That whole that whole scene was like my favorite part. <clears throat> yeah, that was yeah. like, oh, yeah. this is awesome. Yep. It, it's a deep on so many levels, yeah. and we we understand it because we're you know we're Damaged we're people. recovering. We're we're going we're <laughs> we're going through a lot, but when you've come through a point in your journey and your recovery. And you understand you don't have to engage in that behavior. Like when I booted up the video game, I'm like, you know, nah, like I'm I'm better than this. It's not hitting the same dopamine button because I know like this isn't the things that it's saying, the things that the random characters are generating. I'm like, yeah, mm. like nah, bro. Yeah, nah, not not feeling it. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't finish it either. I got yeah. barely into it, and I was just like, it's, I don't know. Like it just just didn't hit the same. I didn't even tried it yet. Yeah. Now, and it's it's one of those things where when we look back on a way we deal with dark humor, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older and I'm thinking of this playing out in somebody's, you know, kids, kids are engaging with this type of video game with the things that's being said. Um, that's worse to me than Call of Duty, realistic firefights and stuff like that, because some of the dialogue that they're saying, it's like, dude, um, it's funny for adults. Yeah. It's funny for people that are, you know, that have been through some shit, but I don't want my kids or anybody's kids to really hear nope. what an alien come up to your main character and be like, you want to sell my cum? You want to drink my cum? Huh? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it, it's weird now the way you put it in the cartoon. <laughs> when you put it in the cartoon, and now it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I don't know. Like I, I, uh, that's stuff that I take into consideration with my son. Yeah. You know, he loves playing Xbox and yeah, man, like I'd rather, you know, he plays chivalry too. And I dumb down the gore and take out all the, the blood and you know, all that crazy shit. And it's, you know, it's no different than him watching Marvel movies with people fucking, you know, decimating each other on battlefields. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I hope he doesn't play that game. <laughs> but I think I think too, like um we used it to cope and like to ever. avoid issues. Yeah. And then we found yeah. commonality. We it brought us together kind of through that pain and whatever. And like I'm one that wants to share that. Like I have tried to share things with my kids and stuff and experiences that, that probably shouldn't. And then in the end, like kind of getting help and understanding things, you start to realize, like, hey, no, I I'm actually just passing on issues. I don't need to do this. Yes. And then it changes it all. And I mean, I like I, I like the humor, but again, like there's that awkward question of, well, what are you participating in or what are you supporting with uh, 
your finances or your thoughts, you know, what are you, what are you doing? And, um, and not to say that, not to blame anybody, but just to say, Hey, you know, you should be uh, aware. I actually stumbled on this really awesome group, YouTube group or something called before you consume or something like that. Um, Oh, nice. It is, uh, their YouTube channel is called fight the new drug, but they are all about pornography and the sex trafficking and damage and everything that goes into it. Um, and I just kind of still against it, not for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but more so like, uh, they, he'd be on a different website. <laughs> I mean, but they're like, no, no pulling, no punches, sharing a lot of stuff. It is a non religious group. I mean, you might get some religious feedback, yeah. but it's really people just saying, Hey, this is psychologically damaging. Um, it's traumatic for both parties, the people consuming, the people creating. And it's just, yes. it's really awkward, difficult, but it's the same conversation. Cause you're kind of like, wow. What am I participating? What's the economy I'm participating in? Um, And we're seeing a huge explosion in this. Um, It's so marketable and people are flocking to it. Nobody should idolize being a content creator that is just putting forth their body or intimate relationships on full display for anybody to come by and pay for. Um, and it's not that just like, oh, you're shaming sex workers. I'm not. I'm not. What I'm thinking, what I'm what I'm thinking and what I'm saying is this. You normalize the sexual encounters and engagements, and you're telling yourself that this is what defines you and defines an adult relationship. You go after just the physical connection. And we normalize that and make it so it's like, oh, it's any Friday night. I just go friggin' Do whatever I want with anybody that's adult and consenting. But then you remove any sort of connection or or you you make it so it's no longer a priority to meet people, engage in conversation, learn, learn about each other, actually invest in learning and knowing each other. You're just going for a quick dopamine rush and engage in a physical uh, exercise together when it handicaps and then high five you, on the next <laughs> it handicaps yeah. you and it's just like any other substance right i mean you're just boosting dopamine and i personally don't think the bottom falls out i personally think until you uh and i'm again not saying those workers are devalued but until you teach kids to value something more i mean yeah. i'd say all three of us stumbled in on that as children and nobody could really coach us and it was taboo right that's not who that target audience is I would argue like cigarettes in the 70s and 80s. That is who the target audience is, because once you hit those kids, they grow up with it. One, that's wrong. That's like creating trauma. There's really dark. But also as maybe those adults and those content creators age out of it or realize there's something better, those kids views are skewed and they look at that as popular and they look at that as engaging and they look at that as what they're supposed to do. And you're, you're turning off a whole side of development. You're turning off personality. You're turning off interaction. You're turning off all these things. They're not going to grow up. They're not going to form. And, and again, there's a nasty, it's a a new drug (laughs) that there's no, like, and you don't have a dare for only fans and the consumables (laughs) as human beings. Right. And maybe there's consenting human beings. That's okay. Maybe some of the human beings are consenting because there's no other opportunity. Maybe some human beings just, it's pleasurable for them, so that's what they do. But the reality is it creates a market for humans, which is create a market for underage humans, whether it's in this country or other countries. And like, there's a huge history of it to just kind of gloss over and go, well, they're not the same. I mean, they are. It's it's collateral damage. You can't can't have the one economy without the other, regardless of how well you try and control it. it, You create a demand. Um, I think pedophilia is like huge right now. 
it is stuff out of control and there's a lot of evidence that it's all connected yeah yeah there's a lot of evidence for um that states that yeah we're seeing a rise in that because there's a it's porn is the new drug yeah It, it it truly is and the more skewed the more weird stuff you engage you're further going down that rabbit hole trying to find something that hits that dopamine rush just like you know the normal stuff doesn't do it anymore gonna keep going down that rabbit hole it's a law of diminishing returns it'll never be the same you'll always chase the same high you'll never get it um and then you go farther and farther and darker and darker and more violent and then you have people like you have you know not defending anybody but you have people acting off impulse i want this why can't i take this i see this acted out this person must want this and it just skews it dude and and i mean like it's caused tons of holes in my marriage man it causes a lot of self-doubt it causes a lot of rife or rift between my wife and i a lot of inadequacy issues on her end where she feels limited and it's like it yeah. sucks to you know we're hitting 20 years of marriage here in a couple of weeks and it sucks to look back and be like i planted all those seeds man i'm harvesting the the crop i made like that's what that is yeah it's it's another it's another uh weird thing that was always a cultural norm in the military mm-hmm. Like the deployment hard drive, the the normalization of of porn and how it was just openly like it's it would be completely, completely way out of line if you and your coworkers in the civilian world were like, hey Jim, um uh you check out Backdoor Sluts Nine. Oh man, <laughs> great film. You go to the infantry barracks and it's like, dude. <laughs> Check out this watch parties, like, guys passing it around, sharing devices. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there's a culture too where people went the same way, right? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's funny how now more than ever, it's, it's not only in your face, but it's free. Yeah. It's free. And you don't have mm-hmm. to go far from it. Like, it's, it's literally like, I, at your fingertips 24 7 it's right there and we have yet to look at it or address it as something that needs to be talked about that needs to be understood as to like hey everybody has desires everybody has that physical drive but are we supposed to be controlled by our animalistic urges 24 7 just on just let it drive you on a whim like dude think about that if you're immediately driven to do an act consistently just because it's like i need that rush no dude practice and restrain yourself from being constantly in on that verge of like having to be controlled by an urge dude that's sort of like an addiction yeah and and then the mind the (laughs) mindfulness side is what what are you really this is just the symptom so what's the underlying issue and i think that'll be a cool conversation to have as a podcast someday, that'll be a cool conversation to have as, you know, vets growing up because, um, unfortunately I think that just passes on to other generations, right? Those doors are open and we don't know how to deal with it. So there's like shame and guilt associated. So that gets passed on. So you don't take out, talk about it. You don't worry, you don't protect against it. But in the end, it's like, you're acting out. There's a reason you're acting out. What is it? Um, you can attack the thing. You can get blockers, you can do whatever, but in the end, that's not the issue. Right. I'm not saying yeah. that's not problematic. I'm just saying you're you're running from an issue. Maybe it's inadequacy. Maybe it's feeling lonely. Maybe it's feeling hurt. Maybe it's not knowing how to deal. But just like alcohol or drugs, 
that's not helping you do any of those things. No, it's just dampening it for you. I'm a firm believer that um, rushing into a physical relationship with someone takes away the opportunity to really understand who that person is, to understand if you're compatible. And a lot of people find themselves in that age old conundrum of, fuck, now we're pregnant. Mm -hmm. I guess we're together now. Or you feel that initial physical um, attraction and you're like, yeah, this is perfect. And then after a couple of months, you're like, we're literally only engaging in a physical exercise. That's the only thing. And it's like, that. there's more to a relationship. There's more to a marriage. There's more to a relationship. And people are now more than ever susceptible to falling to the idea that it's only about the physical. Dude, no, there's, there's, you have to, and, and I don't want people to feel like this is not a shameful topic. This is not a thing about like, oh, you're a prude. No, dude, like, dude, understand. If it makes people feel better, like that whole concept of, oh, she's pregnant. Now we have to make this happen. Yeah. Hi. You know, that's, yeah, that's the situation I found myself in. You know, it, it wasn't supposed to be anything like that. And yeah, I was, I was young, just fucking looking for that physical fucking, yeah. you know, and, and I feel like that that kind of rush, and that's what happened. You know, we got got pregnant, and then just you you go down that fucking route where you're like, "Well, I got to do the right thing." Yeah, you know, and it was not, you know, and it's on both ends, right? Like it just it was not a good marriage. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the shit you'll find yourself in. Yeah, and, and I think the physical attraction's good, right? That's that's how we're made. We're supposed to be attracted, right? So that that's what starts yeah. it. Yeah. But I feel like, and I think my wife and I, we dated really young, but we went to a lot of, I mean, it was like the, the, and I'm not saying we were not celibate till we were married by any means, but, um, that culture was really big then. Right. Uh, yeah. But the whole idea that we heard, or I heard that really hit home was, um, once you introduce the physical aspect, the emotional aspect, the growth of that will either stop or severely dampen because hormones are hormones man like it'll all you've got x amount of time together you're focusing on one event and then it's not getting to know each other it's not connecting emotionally and the suck side of that right so again married for 20 years now is like a lot of that formative stuff kind of got halted then we kind of stunted it i mean we spent we spent a year and a half getting to know each other before we dated and then a lot of that kind of went away once we started and then it was like unfortunately you know my mind was focused on one primary task generally like hey where can we go like hey let's go pull off whatever and the thing is is she's a valuable amazing person and i didn't demonstrate that to her um and i'm not saying there wasn't desire on both sides like it was wasn't that kind of scenario but it's just how it goes man i don't really know i'm not not saying you have to wait for for the end but no it's just it's just how it it goes the thing that that's really like we have to take into consideration is like there I, and I've heard the same adage from from a lot of guys. It's it's just porn, man. It's not there's there's no danger in it. I'm like, okay, let's think of it this way: you have this urge, this physical desire, and you're channeling it, and you're picturing it, and you're developing this connection to an actor, an imaginary situation, and you're focusing all this desire and drive onto something that's not real. It's never going to be real. It's not ever going to happen. And across the hall in another room, there's your partner, the person that you love, the person you're married to. And I get it. 
friggin', there's so many different factors, but you can control that one factor. Mm-hmm. Stop being forced or forcing yourself to like live in this constant world of, uh, of an illusion of a fucking uh, fairy tale. Put it aside. Invest in your family, invest in your wife, invest in like sparking that romance, sparking. That's that's the physical world you live in. That's the person that you're with. If you don't have that, if you're single, even better. Pour that time into you. <laughs> Figure out who yeah. you are, what you want to do. How to be. And I partner. know, dude, like it's. It's falling victim to a world and a non-existent reality. And it just pulls you in. Like, how much money are we pouring into this industry? And then when you sit down and really think about it, you're never going to meet these people. Mm-hmm. This this woman's never going to be real to you. So why are you investing this time and energy and your focus and drive on this? It's like, dude, think of it this way. You watch Star Wars. <laughs> you're, you're looking at Princess Leia. You're never going to fucking meet Princess Leia, bro. <laughs> like, don't fall in love with something that doesn't exist. Like, never in your life, if you if you were able to look at anywhere else and you put that much attention and time and effort into anything else that wasn't tangible, people would be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're living in a made-up mm-hmm. world. And, there, and you would be like, yeah, you're right, man. Like, what am I doing? Like, bro, take that time. Go do something else. Go work out. Go read. And in. my experience is when you chase that, right? So whatever your design is, you're, you're meeting a need, you're filling an urge, but really you're just gratifying self. So what yeah. I am teaching myself and rewiring myself to say is my needs come first. It's about what I want. Um, it, it trains you to be selfish on so many levels. So maybe the kids want to interact with dad. No, it's about my personal gratification. And maybe that runs into video games. Maybe it runs into what just books. Maybe I'm going to prioritize gym time over family, but you start like, just training yourself to say, no, it's me. It's what I want. It's me. It's what, I, and, yeah. and that goes into so many deeper things. I mean, whether it's like physical intimacy with your spouse or your partner, because it, you're a better partner if it's not all about you, right? It, you're a better partner if you're generous and loving and all those things. And you, you kind of just shoot yourself in the foot. And in the, yeah. in the moment, it's what you've trained for, right? We fight how we train. You've trained. It's all about me. It's all about getting to the need I want. It's all about the thing I want. And then you're also training to targets like, Denny's saying that are not real. They're fantasies. They're not actual things that no one can live up to. And we can't even live up to, right? Like in the end, like I've, I created more insecurity for myself with pornography than anything else, because I'd be like, Oh, I know how shallow I am. What if my wife, what if I'm deployed? My wife runs into some guy. Well, I'm not thinking, no, she is loyal to me. She really believes in me. She really is there for me. I'm going, I'm a dick. I'm really shallow. You know, how can I trust her? And that's terrible, man. That that steals so much and creates so much distrust. Um, and yeah. it's just toxic. There's and, and the sad thing is, I don't think there's a freedom to talk about this a lot in culture. Um, and it's almost like the the positive runs the other direction. And the reality is, I think you see a lot of people coming out of that industry or a lot of people coming out of those, any kind of addiction, any kind of, whether it's video games or mm-hmm. pop, who cares? But like all those things, there's not enough people saying, hey, no, it's about self-control. It's not about what you want all the time. It's about disciplining yourself. It's about training yourself. It's about being a better person, not just for me, but for the people around me, whether that's my wife or my girlfriend or my kids or just the people that care about me, the people in my community that are other vets that need help too. Like if it's all about you, you're never going to stop and be like, Hey Tim, how can I support you? How can I be there? You're going to be like, ah, it sucks for you, but this shit's mine. Like I worked hard for my shit. See you later. 
Yeah. And, and it's not, again, if you're listening to this, this is not being like, we're not shaming you. No one's like, all. no one's holding themselves higher than you. It, it's just being aware, being aware of the, the impact it has on your mindset, <laughs> like what it, the potential harm it can do watching some of the stuff that's out there. That is not consensual, real yeah. life like sexual engagement between people some of the shit that's out there it's batshit fucking crazy and you're gonna put yourself in this idea like yeah fuck yeah like that's normal people do that no dude nobody nobody has 17 of their friends meet one of their friends over for a fun have time sleepover <laughs> it's not not, not in this is not in mentally healthy relationships we'll say but the other side is like again that that group right totally recommend them but the reality of so much of the product out there is related to human suffering and non-consensual activity. Ooh. And there's a lot of lawsuits and stuff going on right now about that. And that sucks then to be like, I had this shitty epiphany. Um, I consumed a lot of pornography when we were deployed. I think it was kind of a way of trying. We all did. Yeah. But we all did. But I had this, I was in my car at lunch and I was like, man, you know, you kind of have this and it's, and it's an idealized image, but you're like deployed. You're a soldier. You're fighting for freedom. You believe in these things. You know, we went because we believe in something. We're idealistic. And to be like, wow, I was consuming humans in the end. I was consuming their suffering. I was consuming their grooming. I was participating and it was just a weird like, oh, yeah, I am not like it's not a good people thing. It was not a good thing to participate in these things. Um, And that's, again, not not I'm not condemning. I'm just saying that's my process. That's me working through things. It's honestly just like the Rick and Morty, Justin Rowland thing. What are we consuming? Like what? Hey, this is really funny. I mean, it's funny because it's inappropriate. Well, hey, the root of the inappropriateness is this person conducts himself like this outside. And yeah, it's funny when it's on TV because nobody's doing it right. And then you find out they're doing it and you're like, okay, yeah. wow, what did I miss? What am I really cheering on? Who's I'm putting money in this person's pocket. They're doing yeah. terrible stuff, you know? Um, like you can't sit there and watch this stuff and say to yourself, like, uh, no one's being hurt. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a victimless crime. It's like, no, like this is, this will impact you. This will have untold impacts on your life your mental health your well-being your sexual understanding like nobody should be consuming this on a constant basis nobody there's absolutely no benefit to it if you find yourself being engaged with it every single day Mm -hmm. it's worth saying self is there something fucking wrong what is going on what am i doing like and people don't because we normalized it. We normalize it just like we've done like fucking video games 24 hours a day, which is like also the, unhealthy. You know, how much time is healthy yeah. to invest in an activity? And the thing is, if it's detracting from your relationships and your self-care, then that's probably good indicators that it's not a purposeful thing. Now that we know and now that you at home know, how do we combat this? How do we what can we do? Because it's like like all of us dealing with any mental health issue or anything at all. Once you become aware of it, now it's like, okay, what can I do to make my life better? I'm not going to shame myself. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh my God, I'm fucking gross, dude. No, that's not it. It's being aware of the impact and how you're being manipulated by a fucking industry that takes advantage of people. It's a fucking meat grinder, dude. Like If you look and watch any of the documentaries on that industry, and see what happens to not just the women, but the men as well. Oh, yeah, suicide rates like, massive, man. It's not 
so and and it 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 plays on the idea that you can become rich and famous without putting any real effort and just hey man it's just your body whatever no dude there's a there's a lot that goes on to that so now that you're aware of this whole fucking grossed machine that runs off people what do you do well it's super simple let's look at your app usage let's look at what you're doing uh when you go to the bathroom (laughs) like leave your phone leave your phone out or turn it off don't give yourself if you it's like any other habit if your habit for happy good time stress removal is to go to the bathroom with your cell phone hey leave it outside the bathroom when you're done Go back, grab your, grab your cell phone and be on your way. If you have built in these habits of doing certain things at certain times, well, now you have the understanding of where you're connecting those dots. So, so just minimize that drive by removing that apparatus from that area. Don't go to bed holding on to your cell phone, watching stuff. Um, there's a lot of books and a lot of different resources out there right now to help you combat this urge and combat this idea that you have to be a consumer of this stuff. There's um, so many healthy habits you've helped me with, Cab. It's like, um, hey, not taking a phone to bed, not have electronics in bed, uh, and not not necessarily because of the consumption of that. But but the thing is, is like that's my process, right? That's kind of the process I go. Yeah. But you know what? If I go, I want to sleep. Uh, this is stealing from my rest because I might be up till three in the morning and have to get up by four to go to work. So wow, that's terrible. You're putting your life at risk. Your family. There's a lot of things that you don't see that are collateral. But then when you go, man, this is stealing my rest. This is stealing my energy. This is stealing my money. But then going, I'm going to limit these things. I'm going to put safeguards in place because in the end, you're just doing healthy behaviors. You're going, hey, I need to sleep more. I need to rest. I need to be a more pleasant person. I need to be engaged with my family instead of coming home from work and taking off by myself to do this. It's like, no, get to know the kids, man, because this is their formative years, man. Love on your spouse, love on your partner, because that person's the one you selected. That's who you want to grow and bond with over time. So why would you cut them out of your life and create this little secret pocket Fake world yeah, and it's not helping again it's 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 all fantasy it's all driven it's just to me my argument is it just goes to destruction in the end right because you yeah. don't have anything you have a lot of pain you have a lot of betrayal you have a lot of lies you have a lot of loss and in the end it's just you man it's it's none of those things were real and then who did it i did it i did it to myself yeah. that's that's where it goes man i don't know what you're thinking out there well denny i like sex and i like being a man that goes out there and fucking spreads my seed. Well, sure, dude. Like, all I'm saying is stop living in the fantasy world. Yeah. Maybe get out there and live your life and understand that, like, hey, maybe I can just exercise, go outside, be involved with friends. And, oh, wow, get around other human beings. Maybe you meet somebody. Maybe you meet another human being that has a, a an attraction for you. And who knows? Maybe you meet your spouse. Maybe you meet the one. Or maybe you don't, but at least you're actually having a human fucking interaction, my man. Yeah. Like, for God's sakes, like, it's not healthy to put that much time and focus on a made up scenario and then remove yourself from your family, mm-hmm. your spouse. Because think of it this way. What if your spouse, what if, you, if it was your wife that was stealing moments to find time alone to engage in a fantasy world with another person or being you would have some type you'd feel some type of way about it but we don't stop and think like that we don't stop to think that maybe it's like oh shit what if it was what if it was my wife that had this issue what if it was my wife that spent all her like 
would scroll away some free time just to like live in this fantasy world and consume this uh entertain this form of entertainment that's really toxic like and, and just like no, you you have that want and that need that partner has a want and need too and you're specifically yep. choosing to ignore that and even if you're not choosing to ignore it but you want to satisfy yours life isn't fair because there's not enough hours to do everything you want. So it's just going to work out that again, it's diminishing returns. So you're never going to have enough me time for this focus and enough time for the people you love. So you got to make a choice. Yeah. And the other conversation is, and it's, it's a bigger conversation, but it's, is it ever okay to participate in a, in a, if, if you're, if you're taking from people, right? If, if, if people are being stolen from, if people are being used against their will, and you don't know what that is, or you don't know what in format. It's just a rough question to say, hey, do I want to participate in this? Do I want to support yeah. this? And, you know, not every case is like that, right? There's there's people out there that have full control of themselves, some full autonomy. They enjoy what they're doing, sure. But every usage creates a demand, and there's people that are being exploited. And yeah. in the end, is it, is it worth that? Is it worth the loss of innocence? I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's not worth it. I think we can do better. There's there's a lot of arguments and a lot of benefits to not living in that made up world. There's add up every one of those little moments, every one of those fucking 15, 20 minute breaks. You're you're sneaking away to live in this made up world and add all that time up. Add all that time up. Now, look at everything that you want to do in life. You want to write that book. You want to uh, earn that degree. You want to build a stronger uh, family. You want to be able to spend more time with your kids, be able to spend more time with your wife. That fucking time adds up. Like, And I, I understand the urge to participate in that animalistic desire. You can overcome that. Yeah. Like, You're not the only human being that has been able to combat that. There's millions of us that are able to combat that and go over that because when you add up all that, what's the most precious fucking resource? And we say it every single time. Time. That's your most precious fucking resource. And if you're addicted to this uh, behavior, you're going to look back on your life and say, holy shit, dude. Like, I, and I see it. You see the people that go to this, go to the conventions, the people that go to the, the, uh, the, the OnlyFans accounts and sign up for monthly friggin' um, access to other people's friggin' videos, pictures, like, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? You can't continue it. You can't. It, 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 there's a better way to live. Like, there's just a better, there's better option. You can take all that money and put it in a hobby. Take that money. Fuck. I don't know. Donate it. But stop feeding that desire, that urge to just be into that life. There's more. There's so fucking more out there. And don't be a slave to anything. If you're like, hey, I, I can do this. I have total control. I, I feel good about where my contents come from. Whatever. I'm not going to line for line. But in the end, I'm, I'm fresh. Yeah. But it's <laughs> cruelty free. But in the end, the question is, but are, does who controls who? And if it's yeah. stealing all your time and money, then you're still a slave, man. And again, that's so many things. That's like, that's video games. That's, you know, electronics. It's just cell phone time sometimes, right? Yeah. It's social media. Um, and just don't be a slave to any of those things make you the best you can be invest in the relationships invest in things that matter um that's a hard thing to understand or try and find sometimes man but it's worth it and it's worth having that discussion with your wife yeah 
It's worth having that discussion because at the end of the day, you love your wife, you love your spouse, you love you love that person that's sleeping next to you. So if you find yourself not having your needs met, talk about it. Stop trying to be the person that's like, oh, I'm not going to bring that up. That's just uncomfortable. Dude, it's really weird that you go to fucking uh, subreddits or Tumblr <laughs> to freaking look for some really strange, weird shit. And that's a reality. And we all been there every single man that's out there that's deployed been in the military especially if you've been the fucking infantry you know about this there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with being honest with yourself and saying you know what yeah i don't want to participate in this shit anymore this shit's fucking weird you don't know what's going on that's like like there's no way in hell you're going to be able to go to a porn site and be like yeah this is pasture free cruelty free porn oh man i'll tell you what this is the best of all these people sign consent waivers these are free range everyone's tested Man, these are free-range actors. They love what they're doing, man. Look at them, man. They're just having a good old time, just fucking out there enjoying their lives. It's not good for you. Anything in excess, anything that you're fucking just crazy about, and you're just like, ah, fuck, yeah, dude, I can't wait to get home. It's like, oh, stop. Yeah. Stop and realize that there's something wrong, and it's okay. Don't shame yourself. We're not here to shame you. We're not here to say you're a bad person. We're just saying that you're not alone, and it's okay to say, hey, I need to think about this. Maybe, maybe this has happened too much. Maybe I need to consume something else. Because fuck, dude, like there's whatever gets promoted in the mainstream, and that's the thing you got to pay attention to. Now, now all of a sudden, everything is okay. It's okay to have OnlyFans, and it's okay to be a content content creator. No, dude, dude, this there's something wrong. If the mainstream agenda is saying that, hey, yeah, pornography, all extreme sort of weird stuff. That's all fine. Freedom of expression, dude. Pause. Think about it. They are happy it's you are. Another form. They're happy you're placated and distracted. They want to numb you. We want to keep dispensaries and liquor stores open as long as we can. Yeah. And it's okay to say, no, man, fuck that. I got, to, and the other, I got a life to live. The other piece of that, too, is if you're having issues with that, I mean, counseling's a great option to uh, support Absolutely. groups, things like that. Um Again, I've wasted so much time and so much life and so much money and created so many rifts, so many arguments, uh, so much pain. Um, and then and then the crap thing is when you see it in your kids, right? And I'll tell you, like, all my kids are underage. And so when you have to sit down and say, hey, I don't want you consuming this. But the reality is, man, a travesty just happened because now they've been tra- traumatically exposed to something they should have never seen. And maybe yep. it's because I didn't clear something out or maybe it's just because they saw something somebody shared. But we got to protect them. And it's really hard to say, hey, don't do this when you're like, yeah, it's good for me. It's fun. Yeah. It's, I'm a consenting adult. It's okay for me. It's like, well, how do you give these guys a exit and help them figure out how to protect themselves? There's a, a great movie that I found. Um, I think it came back. Yeah, it came out in 2012. Um, and it's about sex addiction. It's called Thanks for Sharing. Um, it's not something that you should feel bad about trying to learn more about. Like if you feel like you do have a problem, start with some of the symbols watching that movie. Thanks for sharing. It has the guy from uh, Mike Ruffalo who played the Hulk, super liberal, but for this movie, he's, he's totally cool, but it's everyday human beings who have an addiction to porn or sex. And it shows the struggle and the struggle is just like somebody that's addicted to drugs or alcohol. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has an addiction. I'm not saying that you have a, uh, you have to contact an addiction center for help, but I'm saying like, if you 
are thinking that maybe there's something wrong with your relationship with adult content, it's worth thinking about. It's worth having that discussion and and saying, you know what? What if I abstain from this? What if, Can I abstain from this? Can I just not do it? And if the answer is, oh, fuck, maybe it's time to ask for some help. Maybe it's time to, to think, because it's okay. It's okay. We have to normalize being able to talk about the weird and uncomfortable stuff. Because if we can't even talk about this, then how are we ever going to talk about fucking suicide? And, yeah. and like, hey, look, 22 a day, it's not going to, they're not going to go away with push up challenges. It's not. And, and tw- so, 22 a day sucks, but I'll also say uh, the porn uh, industry, massive suicide yeah. rates. And, it, and it's, they yes. don't report that stuff. Like people don't want to focus on that because then it, no. then it really damages that industry. I'll tell you this, this, this really got me shook. And this was like a year or two ago. There is a Shooketh. yeah. There's a uh, <laughs> dude in town who does hair. He's a young guy. He opened his own barbershop, like twenty, like awesome for him starting a business. He's uh, he's a Muslim or Muslim, and and it, it was Ramadan, and he was talking to me, and we we're talking about fasting and stuff, and he was just saying, "Hey, yeah. it's not that bad." And he was like, "Like you just you can't have sex when um, well the sun's up, right?" Like, and he's like, "Unless you're some kind of deviant, like who can't not focus on sex during the day?" And I was like. Ah, like I, I have a problem. I just got called out while I'm getting my hair cut. But, but that's, that's kind of a great measure because it's kind of like, hey, can you yeah. go with it? And, and that's like that's like the big chest beating thing. I'm not addicted. Okay, how long can you go without it? I don't even need to chest myself. Go ahead and try. How, how long can you go? Let's see what happens. Oh, well. And I mean, if you tell somebody I think about purple rabbits, they're going to think about purple rabbits. So that starts a whole new challenge where you're like, yeah. oh, man, I don't want to run to this. How do I do this? How do I share this? Who do I go to with this struggle? Who can I open up to? Like, how do I, again, protect myself and my family, man? It, it just it turns into something crazy. Um, and again, yeah. it's it's about self-care. It's about knowing who you are. It's about not wasting your precious life minutes on something fleeting that you'll never get back, man. Um, and, and the other great thing is this is not a new a new age concept. Man has been struggling with the affliction of being a man for since, since we first came into being. If you look uh, if you look at Romans... What's the oldest profession, gentlemen? Well, yeah. Only fans. We come to find <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> but, but women, too. And I wish we don't really have a representative voice right now on this, but it's such a thing yeah. for women, too. And that's a huge growing number. Um, yeah. And the ugly side of that is we kind of shuddered women and we're like, hey, this isn't right. Like, you're not a good woman if you have these thoughts. But then when you get in a relationship or get married, we expect you to totally flip. And it's yeah. it's not been a good culture or anything. And it's because nobody's talking. Nobody's recognizing realistic urges and saying, hey, what's healthy? What's not healthy? But now women are yeah. starting to discover stuff and go, hey, what do I do with this? Hey, and and I'm, I don't have an answer for that. I can't speak to that side of the house, but I can say, man, there's there's a lack of conversation, at least, at least that I yeah. see. All I, all I know for a fact is when you when you engage in this um, made up world and these fantasies and then you're like, well, th- and you normalize and you're like, well, this is this is everything I need. And you push this onto your spouse and they're like, whoa, dude, like I'm fucking like, hold on, time out. Where the fuck does this come from? Like, I'm not, we're on this, I'm in a beginner pipeline. This is nothing. This is some advanced shit. Like, how do you, how do you think that makes her feel? How do you think that makes your significant other feel when you're like, well, this is what I'm into. Like, I, I have to have this. This is the only thing that I want. God damn it. If I don't get chicken nuggets, I don't want anything else. Like, dude. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fucking fair. They're not just an object. And, yeah. 
Exactly. Your your spouse, your wife, your significant other, they're not a piece of meat. They're a human being. And you owe it to yourself, to both of you, to be on the same page, on the same path together. And if you're consuming something that's way off in the left field and you're and you find yourself just completely in love with it, stop. Take a step back and realize that there's a human being in that house that loves you, cares about you, and wants to be your world. That's what you need. That's what you want. Go be with that. That's real. That's your fucking forever. Yeah. Um, at least I hope so. I hope, I hope that's the, the case for everybody. But if it's not, it's worth understanding and, and figuring out your relationship, figuring out like, okay, um, we need to talk. We have that need to have that discussion. But it should not be a made-believe world. We're not Narnia. If you find yourself escaping every night <laughs> when you get home, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Put yourself back in the real world. And in the real world, it's not like backdoor sluts part nine. <laughs> Thank God. It's very different. <laughs> <laughs> There's no midget with a pinata that's going to come out of the cake wearing a sombrero. <laughs> Covered in lube <laughs> and little pistols, <laughs> and lots of disappointment in that room. <laughs> Who's ready for the whiff of challenge? <laughs> DNA and disappointment. <laughs> oh man, yeah. And it's funny how, um, and we haven't even talked about this, but how our culture, how that deviant, um, because it does get it, it it does become a very sick and degenerate thing that develops and then people outsource that fetish into the rest of the world or they yeah. they travel to foreign places to take advantage of the uh you know the most exploitable people in the world mm-hmm. like that's an american tourist thing yeah like that's a real thing like we have we have a market of sick, twisted, rich American people that travel the world doing horrible shit. Yep. And exploiting the weakest, the war-torn, uh, the most yeah. innocent. And that's part of it. You know, that's, I don't know. That's just, but again, like, it starts somewhere. I want to say it was Bundy who basically, they talked to him and they said, hey, what got you here? What brought you to this point? And he's like, pornography, man. I just devalued these yeah. people. I didn't, I didn't. And And the thing is, is like you were saying, go talk to your wife, you know, talk, talk about her, just talk about needs, whatever. Talk to your partner, but don't, um, don't reduce that person just to a ends to a mean. And one that'll handicap you because then you can't make relationships. You can't interact with, uh, opposite gender because all, you know, all you've trained your brain to do is say, Hey, this is just an object of release. I don't know anything else. I don't know how to treat them like a person. I don't know how to be a human with these people. And man, you're going to be in a place in life where you need to, whether it's work, whether it's family. I mean, like how, I don't, you know, you know, the gross part, Paul, is there is a category for that. There is a category for that. The categories right now, the top trending categories include stuff like that. That's the most bizarre fucking shit out there. You there's there's the and it's the uh, the parental and family themed genres like it is ridiculous what people are consuming and it's fucked up and people like ah that's not gonna mess anything up are you fucking kidding me yeah like 
Are you fucking kidding me? Well, and and it, the, I, you fill a room with consenting adults that say, we submit to this. We want to participate in this and we want to yeah. consume this content. But then you have a level of undeveloped weirdo kids that are going to stumble on crap because that's what they do, man. They always find stuff. And they're not going to know how to process that. And some of them are going to go, this yeah. is normal. And some of them are going to go, hey, I don't know how to process this. And there's studies that show you like exposing kids to this stuff creates trauma, man, instantly. Instant trauma, forever. Never know how to yep. process anything. They, they're dealing with stuff they don't understand. They can't conceptualize. And having that yep. dropped on them. And people, it's natural. There was actually a study done. And I can't remember who. It was some deviant psychopaths. But it was basically like, hey, let's let these kids walk around naked. And just whatever they do, any kind of physical anything, that's normal. It's just kids being what they are. And now it's like animals being what they are. It's not kids. And now you're dehumanizing. Yeah. And now you're you're screwing them up because they're going to get down the line. And that's going to be their first go-to memory. That's going to be their first interaction. They're going to be an adult. And they're going to say, hey, this is what enticed me before. Everybody's responsible for their own actions. But you are, you're, you're planting seeds, man, that like, and they, most people don't have the ability to get counseling. Most people don't have the ability to find solutions for this stuff. And most people are too shy or ashamed to talk about it. So there's not a real healthy space. And I mean, if you, okay, let's talk to the water cooler. Let's talk at lunch at work. Dude, your coworkers don't know how to process that. Like you need somebody going, Hey, this isn't healthy in a non shame based (laughs) way going, Hey, like, like, Hey hey, Jim. uh, Um, I found myself in a weird Reddit (laughs) loop last night. It was, um, fucking grandmas one through five and then i kind of spiraled out of control and found uh i had sex with my stepmom's videos one through seven uh i'm i think i'm in deep man they're gonna be like uh go to fucking hr you're fucking fired (laughs) but there is a place you can go you can literally go on better help or if you're a veteran go to cohen uh, cohen network and sign up for free virtual access to a therapist or give an hour that's providers mental health providers that donate time to talk to you and it's perfectly okay you're not weird you're not gross you're not some some fucked up individual you've been it's been normalized it's been normalized in our military it's been normalized in our culture as men yeah fuck yeah man porn's fucking great dude no it's not no And, and again it's like it's it's everybody showing off their trauma and again like dude, I do it. Like you're kind of like, look how broken I am. And I don't, yeah. I, it's not healthy, but it's kind of, you're testing the waters and that's what porn ends yeah. up becoming. Like let's, and, it, and it's just not healthy. I will say like, I've gotten kind of fallen this rabbit hole of um, just underdeveloped individuals like Chris Chan, all these people on, that have created YouTube personas yeah. that are not um hundred percent functioning and they get victimized by this kind of stuff that gets sold as reality. They don't understand yeah. what they're doing and they aren't doing things that are assaulting or offensive to people in the public venue because they don't understand it's not appropriate. It's what culture has normalized to them. And this is their only source of consumption. My only human interaction is what I pull off of the Internet. Well, if that's what you're consuming 90 percent of your time, you are not you don't have a full deck, man. You're severely stunted yeah. and you are quite plausibly a risk to individuals around you because yeah. based off what you ha- it's just. It's weird, man. I mean, again, like we talk, there's talks about gun controls. You know, should have guns laying around loaded everywhere where anybody can just pick them. Don't take 20 guns loaded, dump them at a daycare and just hope for the best. In the same sense, like there's a lot of content that's just as dangerous or worse um, yeah. that will wound and wound and wound and create trauma. And that trauma will feed more trauma and more wounds. And 
we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to rationalize it. We don't want to nope. talk about the effects. We don't want to shame anybody. So we want to say it's all okay. Um, and yeah, man, yep. it, it's easy for me to go, hey, well, I'm weird because I these things entice me. Like, oh, I like these things. That makes me weird. You know what? You're designed to be attracted to things. That's that's part of your DNA makeup. Yeah, there's going to be weird things that you got to kind of tame and go, yeah, that's not normal, man. Pull back on that. Like, hey, Nico yeah, girls, there's, yeah. there's no real calf cat human beings, right? <laughs> no, Japan no, hasn't no. made it Let yet. Stop chasing it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'll, be, I'll be the first one to admit, like, I had an unhealthy desire for the Starlack pit. Like, it's not real. Like, it's, it's just that just, giant orifice. Some... Like, I know the teeth were intimidating, but the tentacle was <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Sometimes I find myself going, I'm the dryness of Tatooine. It was the beak that did it. The dryness of Tatooine, a bantha mouth, has to be so moist. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you I could fuck it. Goddamn lucky Boba Fett. (laughs) That was was the biggest Vore community reach out. It's like like all those Skeletor memes. That's Uh, right, people. Um, The the old veil is pulled back. I had an addiction to Star Wars things. I could tell you things that would not help our conversation. <laughs> There's no benefit. Tony, oh. what's your ultimate fact fantasy? IG-88, the Starlack pit, and that weird lizard thing that Jabba kept as a pet. Salacious crumb. Salacious crumb. There's going to be a bunch of them in Mando season three. Maybe, uh, maybe skip that Shouldn't scene. Shouldn't have told me that. Not yeah. watch oh. it. Off limits now. <laughs> Wait, I, I was I've been watching show reviews. It's good. Like, I just like the streaming noise, which I need to get better with being quiet and silence. I don't do so well yeah. with that. Um, but I was watching a clip that was reviewing the book of Boba Fett. And they're talking about how awesome it was. They were. Uh, what's the word? Um, objectifying male Twi'leks. Like there's a scene where the female. Yeah, Twi'lek, I that, and yeah. I was like, yeah, look, I'm good. It's it, we're more open minded. And it's like, yeah, do, do we want to encourage objectifying of anyone? No. It's not. I'm not saying I'm. I'm not. I'm not a great no. person. So I'm just. I'm saying, hey, like if you're dangling crack in front of me, I'm like, oh, crack. It doesn't mean like everybody should yeah. have it. I should have it. You now I have this weird thing running through my head where it's Job of the Hut and he's got two Twilights. Like, oh, 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 da, wah, da. dude. There's some <laughs> weird stuff. Like we're watching. Uh, we're watching Raising Hope. We're watching Boy Meets World with the family, and, and it's just funny to kind of go, oh, stuff that age one. I was trying to tell the kids like. Man, I loved American Pie as a kid. I loved that movie. And looking back, you're like, wow, that's pretty problematic, man. There's a lot yeah, of rough stuff. Yeah. But even like Jabba has a bunch of sex slaves. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're just girls dressed up in lingerie and dance. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No, that's what that is. Yep. I don't I don't know. <laughs> that's not and Jabba. Jabba likes them thick. <laughs> he likes all shapes and sizes. And he likes to feed them to a ravenous animal on the floor. Like <laughs> I feel like I feel like the 80s really typecast me. I feel like I'm a product of what I've consumed as a child. Yeah. Jessica Rabbit. There's got to be a category now somewhere. Uh, All right, Greg, look it up. No, I a year ago or so we had Tauntaun pictures pop up that nobody wanted to see. I want to see the Jabba. Jabba the Twilight Dead of Fury. The Jabba harem. <laughs> when, when, uh, let me say this though: like we've tried to retcon some stuff in Star Wars that, that is weird. So, um, no. Jabba has a harem of women. 
I hate all yeah. of this. <laughs> you are not helping the last hours of the yeah. conversation. We're here for you, Greg. Roll that B film, Greg. But, but so, okay, so Jabba's on Tatooine. That's where he lives, and he has a bunch of sex slaves. He also has a son. Oh, that's right. right. He's got Rhoda. Mm-hmm. It's a totally healthy relationship. Like, yeah. there's going to be issues in that family, man. Like, yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a look at some images here, real quick. Oh, my God. It's not good. <laughs> Never Google that. Never. Never Google that. Just gonna have to throw away this uh computer system. <laughs> That's uh remember uh delete and record 32 times. <laughs> um well that's it for security hall. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody go fund me, help out Tim. He's a better human being than we are. <laughs> he does not exploit young Hutties children. <laughs> Our great friend Tim Molesky is in need of our help. Uh, Tim is recently retired from Marine Corps. He's a uh, Marine Corps Raider. He is an exceptional human being, a phenomenal bladesmith, and he supports his family and different causes by doing just that, forging blades. And he has an amazing line of products. Uh, AuroraBoresForge.com is his website. in like within 20 minutes of arriving to his final destination, his tail, his trailer uh, suffered catastrophic failure. It fell apart. And inside that trailer were all his tools and his uh, giant um, machine press. Um, these are vital tools for his line of work and for his mental health, because that's one of his many coping skills. He goes out there and works on his, uh, blades and he's able to provide for his family and release stress by going out there and working and he makes beautiful friggin art it's functional artwork what i'm what i'm basically trying to ask you to do is not basically what i am telling you to do is because i'm telling you i'm telling you right now to go to the link at this episode on this episode and go to the gofundme that we're starting for him and i need 200 people to donate $50. If I can get 200 people to donate $50, we can start getting Tim back on the road to producing blades. So 200 of you that are listening, I know we have at least 200 people listening. So please, 200 of you, go to our website, go to our Instagram, go to the podcast description, go to the GoFundMe and donate $50. The person that donates the most will get to choose what to objectify Greg puts on his body. Greg has become uh, a tattoo artist in the past few months. No, he has been tattooing <laughs> himself. You have, you've been tattooing yourself. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm a tattoo artist. You're, you're <laughs> an idiot. You suck one dick. Guy. You're a dick sucker. You build one bridge. You're a bridge builder. So you're a tattoo artist. So if you donate the most to this cause, you get to choose what Greg tattoos on his body forever forever and greg doesn't uh have any choice on this we get to choose where he puts it not no. the face or neck <laughs> no. but yeah we no. will 
talk him into okay well you get to choose what he tattoos he'll get to choose where he puts it but we'll heavily influence the decision so please this is a real call to action 200 people 28 days 50 dollars each or one of you beautiful people just donate a shitload of money to tim and we can help him get his business back up please 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 go to securityhelp.com for more information go to the episode description to see the link to the gofundme account or reach out to us via email denny.caballero at securityhelp.com or secholdpodcast at gmail.com to find out how you can help tim molesky get his shop back up and running because aurora Forest aurora boris forge fuck i can't say that five times fast uh is an amazing fucking resource for veterans because he make amazing blades and we all want to yeah, think it's amazing amazing hardware but even better anytime any of us in this community has ever needed something tim's the first one that donates or puts on a raffle for everybody else yeah he's the first one supported us on this podcast when we needed him he came he came and did two episodes with us he supported us he's given so much to us and it's time that we rally around him and give back. So please help us raise funds for Tim Molesky. 